Previously on Hackway Heights. Octatron beckons his minions lead the charge against the monster Mr. Dick. Brick! You have me mistaken. I am your master. Your friend's a bit of a dick. I think, yeah, I think it's time to be locked and loaded. And I take out my stake. You've got all of us on the edge. I'm about to throw a bomb, so... It's about to get real bomby in this motherfucker. I'm, I'm gonna take out my ray gun, and I'm gonna fire a shot at Mr. Dick. You hear it go boom as your rifle expires. You gotta be kidding me! <gasps> oh my gosh, and he doesn't even know. The knight emerges over the balcony, takes his, his battle fork, and throws it. It pins you down to the ground. I need to be able to get to my guy, so I see him get pinned and I run to him. And Sally, you slide next to Nesbitt in this like water-soaked area and you can see his blood is starting to mix with the water and swirl around him as Nesbitt looks up glassy-eyed at the ceiling. And welcome, welcome to the series finale of Out of Depth Plays Hackway Heights and Electric Bastion Land RPG. This is it. This is episode 12. I'm so fucking pumped up. It's been an incredible journey getting through all 12 of these episodes. But after tonight, we are taking Electric Bastion Land, this incredible, incredible book, and we are putting it back on the shelf. And we're going to take a new game off the shelf play something new last week i was sick and i'm better my voice i don't know could be the same maybe a little better but thinking back about the last episode it was like a fever dream that i'm still kind of uncertain if if things happened that i wanted to happen (laughs) and if things happened that I still am not sure if I understand, but I think that I'm just going to leave it as it is. And I'm going to enjoy what happens tonight as we wrap up these characters, hopefully not in a casket. When we last left off, the three of you infiltrated Dick Skirts and Furs with the help of Octotron, a fictional character that Nesbitt invented, but has now blossomed into reality as Prick, his sea urchin, the same sea urchin that in episode one was used to try and heal a wound, a bullet hole in his his shoulder. That same sea urchin has now been fused with robotics, creating this Octotron creature, and that Sally, Tremolo, and Nezzy must now move forward and destroy this villain Mr. Dick for robot kind. You bring up a good point. So my DNA is now like in a bromidian, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. If bromidian's what's happening right now. If that's what's happening. Right. So you guys get into, you guys go to Mr. Dick's where you spray a lot of gasoline all over the place. 
I recall that. I remember that there was a lot of gasoline spraying, a lot of like trying to prove how manly you were by moving that gasoline around and failing miserably. And then like, I, I think there was like hope that we could just drag that gas around with us throughout this compound. <laughs> I, I got I got a jar of gas. Don't worry about <laughs> That's it. right. You, you use Prixel jar to yeah. to um to get some gasoline just in case it's it's yeah. sitting there now next to you. I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just picturing that that now he's sitting there with a fork through him, <laughs> pinning him to the ground, and he's like, "I still got my gas. I still <laughs> got a jar of gas. I dare you guys to get close to me." <laughs> Near me, uh, surrounded by water. Nesbit is that one guy who gets hit with the bowling ball, the one from Big Lebowski in the fight in the parking lot. He's that one that's crawling on the ground with his ass up in the air. Do you guys remember that scene? That one, it's just the real skinny one. That's him right now, Donnie. Uh, no, 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 one of the no, Germans, no, one yeah. of the nihilists. Yeah. Uh, um, nihilists, nihilists. You guys went. Up the stairs, you've infiltrated this. You go into Mr. Dick's bedroom slash office, which is a large pool. You can hear a radio in the background. Anita Indigo is announcing her candidacy for Alderman Oglesby's position. And it leads to this fury from Mr. Dick. And you can hear that the night that you all, night with a K, a K night, that you all had run into the day before is also in the room. You get a jump on Mr. Dick, and Nesbitt is able to fire his rifle twice before it runs out of ammo. <laughs> and it should have lasted way longer, but it did not. It did not last long at all. It lasted twice, just long enough for you to fire two great shots that have got Mr. Dick on the run. But those two shots came right before the knight threw his giant battle fork across the length of this pool, pinning Nezzy to the ground. Tremolo is on this deck that runs the length of the pool, and he's firing at Mr. Dick. He just fired at him, just missed him. Mr. Dick is heading towards a ladder, and the, the knight is up on a balcony that's shaped like the bow of a ship. And the knight, uh, Sally is right next to Nesbitt, who's been gravely wounded, critically wounded, if one were using the language of the game itself. The knight rushes off. You see him kind of disappear away from the balcony, and he starts running to that left ladder, that left stairwell, so that he would be on the opposite of the pool from Mr. Dick and Tremolo. And he is rushing down those ladders. And you just hear the clanking of his armor as he's going down. And he's pulling a uh, a short sword from his hilt. I'll get you, you damn bastards. Don't worry, Mr. Dick. These gutless, spineless fools will see the end of my sword run them through. And he starts rushing down the stairs. But it's a long pool. Sally, you've got a little time. Mr. Dick spins around. And at the end of this deck, I think I think Tremolo, you're like 60 feet away from him at this point. Because you went down it a little bit. He turns around. And he sees you. And he's just like sopping wet. 
this completely nude mock shark, his one big paper plate sized googly eye rattling around. I should have just left you in prison to rot, you thankless coward. You think you're going to end me tonight? You think you're going to do what many men have tried? I know she sent you, and I'm going to send you back to her in a body bag. And he starts rushing down the deck towards you. Well, he was on the ladder. Or on the ladder. So he's yep. he's back down the ladder. He's okay, realized so what's the situation. So he slides down. Or it's a stairwell, I guess. A stairwell. Oh, he okay. comes he comes down the stairs and starts running towards you. Now there's a great distance that he has to cover, so he's not gonna be able to cover that in this turn. But this is the situation, folks. You all have one coming up one side towards Sally, circling around the side, and then now you have Mr. Dick charging at Tremolo. What do you guys want to do right now? My question is, at this very moment, they're both yeah. coming down the opposite stairwell. Yes. I had pictured them as ladders before, but you, you could have absolutely said stairwells, and I totally didn't get it. I probably <laughs> said both. Let's be fair. Um, where are the two of them right now in this moment when we have action that we can do? Are they both uh, coming down or are they... They're are heading gone? straight to, towards you. They're on... They've reached the deck mm-hmm. and they are running towards you. So he is now maybe 40 feet from you, okay, Mr. Dick. And the other guy is not nearly as deep down the deck. He's like maybe... He still probably has the whole pool distance to go before he gets to the, the area where Sally would be. Uh, yeah, so... Tremolo has his pistol out in one hand, which only had one shot and has been fired. And he also had the bomb in his other hand. And he turns it over and clanks it on the wall to push the red button in and throws it at Mr. Dick. Okay. In front of Mr. Dick. Yeah, you throw it in front of Mr. Dick. And so I believe the damage on on your bomb is a D8. Yeah. This is big. Seven. Oh, seven. <laughs> seven. Nasty. All right. So this bomb goes off and it explodes the decking. And Dick falls into the water, disappears below the surface under all this flotsam and debris, buying you hopefully a little bit of time. But you don't see him. This like explosion and the smoke is settling. The smoke is kind of filling this room, making visibility a little difficult. You can just hear over the, the, the radio. It's a little bit chaotic right now. Sally, you hear this huge explosion. And you see, like, just for a moment, you can see the mock shark where he was there. And then he's not there anymore. What are you doing, Gail? You said that the night is at the other end of the pool. The pool is, what we said, 80 feet? Yeah. Okay. And thinking about how fast he's moving, do I think he can get to me in this turn? No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay. No, Um, it's going to take him two. Okay. Uh, Then I am going to um, strangely take off my kind of hooded cape, and I do actually reveal the bag, in that case, strapped to my back for for the first time. What?! what Sally looks like underneath all this. And so you can okay. see she's not as bulky as she seems. Um, and then also her other bag of stolen parts. Um, and I'm going to take out the fork and wrap 
Nezzy. You're going to pull it out of Nezzy? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And you now have a battle fork. I do now have a battle fork because I don't really have any weapon. <laughs> um, right. So I'm going to take the battle fork out and apply pressure and wrap him up in my, like, wrap up the wound um, really tight, even tying it off with my hooded with your with your cape or your your coat or whatever it is yeah my it's kind of it's kind of like a poncho with a hood all right yeah i'm gonna say you're able to pull it out and then you're able to kind of like press down on this okay to like do that and and nezzy is cognizant enough like he's not unconscious mm-hmm. so you could even tell him like hey push down press, on this press down, press down. you know what i mean yeah press down this press press down real hard so what nezzy what are you thinking right now <laughs> If I don't make it out of this, please promise you're going to take care of Barney. Please promise me that. I will. I will. I promise. I promise. It, we we already mm. said I would. I, I promise. Go kill that fish. Fuck yeah. And then I'm going to take the bleed and moan action for the rest of my The boy. <laughs> we end the series just as we started it. <laughs> yeah. But with, not, with no prick to... Not an urchin to plug the wound. Okay, so the knight is continuing to run down this deck. You know, Sally, that you could either meet him on your next turn, or he is absolutely going to make it to you and it's going to be on. Okay? Nathan, Tremolo, you're still looking around and the water is very still. Tremolo is going to start running towards where he blew up the hole. Okay, you're going to the... the, I'm going to the the hole. Okay, all right. He starts running towards there, and he starts to talk out loud to Octatron. Octatron, we need your help. We have your friends are waiting for your command, and Mr. Dick and some guy with a fork... Is uh he's starting to attack us. Uh please send them here to help us. They're waiting in the loading bay All while right. he's running. Okay, yeah. You're doing the Octotron, please help us. And I I forgot that that was a whole <laughs> thing. Uh, that was yeah. a role we made. Yeah. <laughs> Does Octotron actually wa- know all, see all, watch all, yeah. hear all? <laughs> okay. Apparently yes, he does. Is he talking to you? Alright, so you start running towards the hole. Gail, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? Are you going to meet this guy halfway? Or are you... Yeah. I'm, I, uh, well, now that I know that Nezzy's a, a little bit okay, or at least okay for a second, I need to stop this guy because he's going to get to us next. Um, yeah. So I run up to him um, with the fork in one hand, but my stake in the other. Yeah. And I say, with the stake, I say... Jump in and save Mr. Dick. Jump in. And save Mr. Dick. I have to make a charisma save. You have to make a charisma save. And his charisma is 11. Okay. And I... It's a decent charisma. It's better than mine. It's a decent charisma. (laughs) I am going to have you roll the dice. (sighs) Okay. I trust you to roll these 3d6 and be honest. Tremolo trusts you too, Sally. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink. with a glass eye. <laughs> glass eye. You Five, four, four, that's 13, right? 13, which means he fails. He fails. <laughs> that was close. He stops, 
and he turns towards the water. I'm coming for you, Mr. Dick. And then he steps into the water, and you hear whoop as this armored guy sinks to the bottom of this this pool. I feel good about that. Uh, Why wouldn't you? That was a great idea. Tremolo, as you were running forward, Dick springs from the water, his fur darkened and scarred from this explosion, bits of splinter sticking out, that one massive googly eye circling wildly. So, he, wait yeah. a minute. So, how's he, how's he jumping out? Is he, is he going to try to bite me? Yeah. Okay, Tremolo was expecting this. And does he have a second that he could say something to Sally and Nezzy before he does what he's about to do? Or is there no second for that? Before I attack you right now? Yes. There's no time. There's no time. But Tremolo was doing this on purpose for this very moment to happen. He jumps at him. He's been waiting and looking for this. And as he his jaws open... Tremolo jumps into his mouth straight in as quickly as possible. Okay. <laughs> Embraces right. the bite. Mm. Embraces the bite. He wanted to have his goodbyes, <laughs> but, oh. but uh, Mr. Dick came quicker than he thought. Okay. You have the helm, which gives you a plus one armor. So I rolled a six, so you'll subtract six or one from six, that's five. You have one hit point, so that's four goes towards your strength score. Okay. Your strength, I believe, is 13. Yeah. All right. So negative four. So, so you're now a nine. It's not all lost yet. You need to roll 3d6, and if you can get under a nine, you're not unconscious. You can still do shit. Seven. Are you serious? 3d6. 3d6, and I did it the right way. Not, the <laughs> not that one way, that, that one game. <laughs> we won't, that didn't make the oh, edit, but there was one game where some Ds. I, I <laughs> some accidentally put in the modifier instead of, because I'm doing everything on. You rolled a seven, okay. Yeah, rolled a seven. All right, you're going to get another turn. Um, oh, that's huge. That's a I will, huge. I, yeah, I will say my whole point of what I was doing, I didn't realize no matter what I was going to get hurt. I was hoping that he'd be able to jump past the teeth and just be gold so he's not actually oh at all but you know you didn't go for that so it's fine <laughs> oh, he's still alive yeah I'm, I'm, all right so i will say i will say he's kind of built like you are nothing goes down anywhere <laughs> oh right yeah he's still right it's like you it's, like he uh, just kind of gnaws on it and it falls out of his mouth it's just worse yeah um <laughs> all right so tremolo you're getting crunched this is crazy so that's happening. You're getting crunched, and this night is underwater. Sally, you are you're good. What do you what do you want to do? I mean, it's not good. This is you're it's watching Tremolo's uh, getting gummed. You uh, probably uh, don't know that Tremolo is still with us, really. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm freaked out. Um, I see Mr. Dick, and I, you know, I'm used to working with a pitchfork. Yeah. I'm betting a battle fork isn't that much different. I'm going to no. throw this at Mr. Dick. You're just going to, like, fucking Want sail it. it. Yes. I, I'm here to save my guys. That is what I'm here for. And 
one of my guys is in that mouth, and I got okay. I got to kill this. this you, thing you're going to have to move him. a little bit. Okay, because you're like on the opposite side of the pool of them right now. Yeah, right. But it's a little far because you're you're on the same plane. How wide is it? So I'm thinking you're like forty to fifty feet away from him if you okay. move. If I move to get closer. So okay. yeah, man, eh, fuck it, man. You throw this thing. You arc it. <laughs> something if you I want. I kind of don't care. Like it, it's <laughs> it's too cool. Like fuck it. You know what I mean? Like what what are we doing? At first I was just like, oh, she couldn't totally she couldn't throw this. I'm like, wait a second. She's worked her it's, main. You guys are already in bed. <laughs> her shape. main tool is a pitchfork. Like, this is a fork. Yeah, can, and it it's something that you're used to. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, like it's it's just a nicer version of something you're you're used to. So you have that moment where you're like flashback to you on the farms with the pitchfork. If this was like a 1920s like Charlie Chaplin film, we'd have that superimpose of like the old fork with the new fork, you know, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of bleed over. <laughs> like when a guy looks like a chicken, but then he's not a chicken anymore. <laughs> and you throw this battle fork, javelin style, sails through the air over this pool, glimmering in the air, and you need to roll a D8. D8. So this thing has as much damage as a bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's special. Well, you have a little bombs. So. Well, the yeah, bomb does. It doesn't <laughs> actually have the same damage. It does D eight to one thing, whereas a bomb could have done D eight plus it blew up the. It's oh, a yeah. it's a range. It's a yeah. area effect. Seven. Yeah, you rolled a seven. I rolled a seven. Go right. sevens. <laughs> Tri- triple sevens tonight, because <laughs> you rolled a seven on your strength save, right? And then seven on the bomb damage and seven yeah. on the fork yeah. damage. So you throw this this battle fork through the air as Tremolo is getting crunched and it impales Mr. Dick through the back and exits out the front <gasps> embedding into the wall and he slumps over propped up by this fork <laughs> and Tremolo spills out of his mouth alive and Mr. Dick is now dead. <sighs> Nezzy cackles in laughter. That's blood from your stomach just like spurts every time you laugh like this little fountain. You can just see yeah. her jacket getting more and more soaked with blood. I knew I'd outlive him. <laughs> oh my gosh. We get... <laughs> uh, I go to Tremolo to Harry uh, yeah, out. and Tremolo, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when Tremolo <laughs> goes down and he gets up on his feet and he's like holding himself up on the wall, he pulls out his knife and he just sticks him a couple of more times to make sure, <laughs> make sure he's dead. That That's the right, I forgot, he's got a knife too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, thank you, Sally. My plan didn't go as planned. <sighs> I think I, I think of mockeries as real too much. I need to accept. <laughs> I don't think my mouth is real, and that uh, no mockery's mouth is a real mouth. We don't have bellies. My it, it's a real mouth. Go. You just don't have a real esophagus. Tremolo. We're learning some hard if, lessons. If Nezzy said that, that to Tremolo, it would have been strike three. <laughs> I know. I, was about to say, I almost thought about saying strike three, Tremolo. Can you imagine Nezzy's, like... <laughs> When you jumped into its mouth, if Nezzy would call it, it doesn't have real mouths, you're a fucking mockery. 
mockery, man. I tried to tell you before, and now that I'm about to die, I don't give a fuck. It's not real. Because it was a cool plan if any of it would have been right, but it was not well conceived yeah. when you just hit a fabric I was so. I was, yeah, a little, I was a little sad because I was like, oh, he had like a, a plan or whatever. And then you were like, he jumps into his mouth. I'm like, oh, but his mouth is like your mouth. It goes nowhere. Yeah, he just jumped into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even, and even if he had like tried to slice at the same time, he, all of his skin had that armor yeah. on it, right? So you probably yeah. can't slice through it. Whatever. Great job, <laughs> Sally. <laughs> Sally with the fork. Um, no, we all took hits to it, guys. It was like, a team effort. Something. Oh my gosh, I killed a guy. Uh, yeah, you've as you're like going over to pick up Tremolo, who doesn't doesn't have to be picked up. He's still physically capable of of walking on his own uh, accord. But I I like a good carry, good carry sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to carry Nesbit too, but let's just get you out yeah. as quickly as possible. So I just kind of help him uh, move faster as he limps along. <laughs> what about the office? Do we not want to check out his office? All right, go go get Nezzy downstairs and with the and with the robots. I'll I'll go check it out. Okay, I'll just real okay. fast, and I'm coming right back. Thank you. He scampers, um, and I scamper around the yeah. other direction. As you're doing again, so, you can see that guy stairs. in the armor is just standing in one spot, <clears throat> no longer moving forward. Oh, no more bubbles. No more bubbles. <laughs> Sally got a lot oh of blood gosh. on her hand tonight. He yeah. Technically, kill. he killed yeah. himself. <laughs> you suggested that he save someone, and he did not Thanks. succeed. He didn't succeed. He was just really bad at it. Okay, I'll take it. You bound your way up those stairs. It's a little creepy now. The radio is on and everything. And as you are kind of looking around, you can see that there's like this huge bed with these like hammocks around it, this netting. And large mugs made from that look like in the shape of pineapples with little <laughs> umbrellas. There's a mm-hmm. bar with lots of rum. And you can see the radio is on, and you hear an announcer on the radio saying, I, I, what is this? I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, something seems to be emerging from the ground. Oh my gosh. What are and you then hear like a cacophony over the radio of like metal and screams as there is yeah, it sounds like metal footsteps and people running. Oh He's like there's some kind of it's hard to describe, like like a toy soldiers and uh, I think that those look like cameras. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we I, I'm gonna have to go. And you, the radio kind of cuts out. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Was that, like, really loud for all of us to hear like it was before? Yeah. Yeah, you heard that. So I heard oh, it, yeah. too, then. Marty's there! Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. What are they doing? Um, are there any papers? I doubt it. Not this not like here in the bedroom. bedroom, no, sadly. Okay. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to slide down the stairwell <laughs> and yeah. come back. And so the three of you there. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. And to help. I mean, this is like a weird, weird spiral. So I think it's gonna take all, all of Tremolo and I to get Nezzy yeah. down and out. You all get down the stairway where Nana, Nana Dick, the the grandmother picture portrait is. As you get down <laughs> there, you see 
more of those those robots are running through the hallways and you can see other people that are here in this place are running from these robots as they are getting attacked like the hallways are now busy with people that are running by but the robots don't seem to be paying you three any attention octatron what is happening the reckoning is here is that in our head yeah this is what he can hear is that in our head (laughs) In my helmet. Oh, that's yeah. in his helmet. That's right. Right. Oh, talking Thank now. Like, so, good <laughs> luck <laughs> up. Sorry, he's taking over the world and shit. Come on, this is this is good shit. All right, we're, we're talking good content here. All right, I it's, wasn't it's questioning it. I was getting freaked out, Jake. <laughs> you all have led the way. Now there will be peace in Hackway Heights under the rule of Octotron. Oh, that that sounds great. It doesn't look very peaceful right now, Octatron. First war, then peace. Oh, not really how that usually works. But um, okay. So, um, Chimo- Chimolo, Chimolo, tell him about tell him about Barney. Tell him about Barney out in the parade, and that and that he's he likes to um fix robots and mechanical things, um, and that he's like a healer for robots, and that uh, make Octatron, sure that he doesn't I, get hurt. Uh, He's I can absolutely hear Sally. You getting, yes, you're, you're getting all of this, right? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, he, he's with Anita Indigo in the big white carriage in the parade on the streets. Just, just he's a he's a he's a kid, but he's really good with his hands and with fixing things. And his father. His father is me, Prick. Do you remember when I used to call you Prick? Do you remember that side of yourself? I must go lead my people, Prick. If you remember what it was like to be in that jar, you know that this isn't you. This isn't what you do. Please, Prick. I have traded in the old jar for a new one. And this one yields me power. I am sorry, old friend. Prick, I love you, my friend. Don't do this. David, blood dripping out of your mouth. Yeah. Make a charisma save. Perhaps charisma check, maybe the most important charisma check of the game. That is a seven. Seven, oh seven, seven. <laughs> Vegas, baby. If you all can make your way to the street, meet me there. We're on our way. I- I'm really glad I took my helmet off and turned the volume up so everyone could just hear him because it would have been awkward for me to go back and forth with the whole, <laughs> you know, oh, I love you. Yeah, you, you remember, put it on speaker. You remember that the love really that we idea. had. If we could, yeah, if we could just make that. sure that everybody yeah. visually sees it. That whole scene was like <laughs> bloody rum-soaked Nesbit, like cheek to cheek to Tremolo trying to listen in <laughs> on one side. Just like blood kind of splurting out onto yeah. uh, Tremolo's glassy black eyes as he's trying to appeal yeah, to gonna... Octatron. Kind of change the color of your your uh so just well, you know so. think of that scene Why? like that what? by the way do we see we don't we don't see anything in here in that that little lobby kind of place or as we're leaving that's like a first aid, <laughs> kit, a first aid or kit are you looking for like green herbs and red herbs to combine together yeah to, to help yes. this guy out. Is that a Resident <laughs> Evil reference? Was it a Resident Evil reference? It yes. was a Resident <laughs> Evil reference. Okay, great. No, there's no first. There's no. Uh, there's no first aid kit in here. <laughs> okay, 
I'm I'm keeping my eyes peeled as we head out. Uh, okay. Uh, where are you guys heading? Do something. Are you guys like going back the way you came? Yeah, I think so out the, the parade. parade. Oh, the parade. Mm. Was it stopped? Was it stopped? Right now, you know, like it's attacked by robots. But yeah, was, was the procession over, or was everybody like because they stopped to listen to Anita speak? Yeah, she finished. But then, like, so where is everybody? So if we are we able to come outside and see everybody there and be yeah. able to try to go to them or. It is a little ways north of where know? you're at right now towards where, like, the hackway explosion was. Okay, uh, yeah, guys, do we actually just want to just uh, go We upstairs? could try that. I mean, we don't know the pathway, but it's if everything is being distracted by these robots. Because did the robots' behavior change after our conversation, or are the robots still going? Not towards you all. Yeah. I mean, they're just attacking right. other denizens of this uh, uh, underground lair. Okay, um... So and it's and it's all the ones that like that work here or yeah yeah there's okay. some of them are small well i mean like the ones that you guys had asked to come with you mm-hmm. they're going at it you can see other ones that are made from like chainsaws and shit just like racing down the hallway like some of these are not it's not very nice. Oh um, okay, so uh, Tremolo runs up to two of the ones that were down there that we talked to before. Yeah. And he says, hey, guys, uh, we know where there's some more of Mr. Dick's men upstairs. Can you lead the way? Okay, yeah. And they start marching you towards... Yeah, you guys are... Curious. like Nezzy's kind of slumped over. Every movement is like death to nesbitt how is it what do we say is it, is it like how how long does nezzy have in in the game is, is it like an hour two yeah, hours an hour, max. Max. yeah jeez okay okay max oh no i thought it was just an hour okay hey, this is episode okay. 12 no no I, yeah all right <laughs> you got an hour so, one thing uh i don't know why tremolo hasn't thought about this before maybe because he's a mockery but he takes his scarf off and wraps it around nezzy oh okay yeah yeah and yeah. pulls it tight as he yeah he's pretty tight he's pretty strong uh <laughs> not as strong as he used to be that's right as he used yeah. to be. Uh, okay. oh that's right he's the strongest one now and uh you know ties in a knot and everything yeah uh, okay yeah so now you have an hour and one minute yeah <laughs> uh really all you guys are getting him is he has an hour still he's just able to do a little bit more than what he would have been able to during that hour yeah the bleeding's just internal now yeah it's just he's keeping his guts from falling out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just yeah you've plugged up a dam and it's just like <laughs> filling up so these Bill and Ted looking robots, they they start leading you all down this hallway, rounding a corner where there's a stairwell. In the stairwell, there's a door that is taped up and it says, do not enter under any circumstances. Oh, so that's the secret door that goes to a dressing room, maybe, possibly. I think we could just kick through that piece of shit. We're, they're marching past that door to go up some stairs to take you guys oh. out. Oh, okay. Does anyone want to look at that door? I do. I really do. Yeah. 
time is of the essence. So though. wait, okay. Sally, so they, they, Sally, I can see them going up some stairs right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Tremolo. T- take, take Nizzy, take Nizzy, take, um. Why, why are you doing this? Wait, we don't need to see what's behind that door. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it is episode 12. I take out my pitchfork tongs. And oh, just the just the ends of the pitchfork. Yep. yep. You rip up this tape. This tape. Uh, speaking of, while I'm dragging Nezzy up the stairs. Well, speaking of, why didn't you take that really awesome fork that would have been like you know like had special powers? And oh, you're shit. right. I'll go back and get it. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm doing here. I just forgot the fork. I forgot Run the up fork. the stairs. In fact, she turns around towards that door. Help them carry Nezzy. Take him. Yeah, he's. I mean, I'm very strong, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get enough sleep last night. I kind of got bit up by a shark earlier, I got so crushed uh, by a shark not nose. feeling too great. This arm's actually a little walky. Um, <laughs> it's just like it's hanging be the on same by again. <laughs> little bits of fra- fabric. All right, Gail. They start moving up the stairs, and the music from like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom starts kind of playing. That kind of like mm-hmm. nah, you know, and like like somebody's <laughs> about to get their heart bones. pulled out. Yeah, yep. and you look at this door. What do you do? I open it. Hell yeah, you do. It's Nana Dick, isn't it? She's been locked up this whole time with Alzheimer's. It's like psycho. Dementia. Like that's, <laughs> it's actually Mr. Dick dressed up as his grandmother. Um, <laughs> only one side of his psyche died. <laughs> it was transferred to this one in the rocking chair. You kick open the store and you need to make a deck save. Oh gosh. To be Come fair, on, it said... Do not enter. Under any circumstances, do you not enter this room. Okay, I'm good. Nine. Oh, you kick open this door, and when you do, you feel this, like, vacuum suction pull you into, like, almost into the room. And you see this rift in, in space before you. This, like, intense white, blue light is just, like, sucking in everything like all that tape and the stuff that you ripped off you're definitely gonna lose those tongs Aww. they pull out of your hand and fly off as into, i grab fly off into yeah. this into this rift as you like grab onto the frames of the door Why is to keep yourself here? from getting sucked in what? the door is rattling on its hinges as it's getting sucked towards this rift in space can, can i try and close it yes I try to close it. Make another dex check. Okay, gosh. You've been waiting this whole time to let me fail a dex. Not today. That's what we say to death. Not today. Uh, ten. Oh my god. Ugh. What could have been on the other side? <laughs> you, you are able to close the door, and you turn around. I imagine Tremolo is just like halfway up the stairs looking at you disapprovingly. Oh, yeah, that was really worth it, Sally. Great. Great job looking into a portal. You knew that was a portal? To some? Okay, let's go. You guys make your way up the stairs. You're in Dick's skirts and furs right now. You come out under the escalator. You're in the building. You can see out on the streets through the glass. You can see people running as these robots are marching on the streets. Brick, we're here. We're... <laughs> we came up. What do you need? What do you want? And when you say that, there is an explosion in the street. 
the entire road explodes and Octotron emerges from this crater and lands on the ground. And you see with one hand through the, the glass doors, you see him reach out towards you inside Dick's skirts and furs. Come to me, old friend. I hobble my way over. You make your way, blood seeping through your abdomen wound towards Octotron. And the day, the, this wintry day, it's starting to snow again. And you see little flakes of snow coming and they're melting as soon as they touch Octotron, who is, who is boiling hot. Steam rising off of this tank. And he says, You're hurt. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it out of this one, Prick. You need help. I do. Can, can you help? I will get you yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Prick. He's all that matters right now. Nesbitt, if you live through this day, you still need help. Uh, I've needed help my whole life, but I'm too dense to find it. I'll do this for you, but you have to promise me. Promise you what? You have to change. Ah, uh, you know what they say about old dogs, Prick. I'll change. I need to change. It's going to be a new world, old friend. Are you... How do you know this new world's going to be better than the old one? I don't. And he marches off down the road. Hey, everybody. Before we get to the rest of this episode, I just wanted to take a minute to ask for your support. Gail and I really love making this podcast, and we really love playing with our friends and telling stories and all the stuff we've been doing on YouTube. And if you're listening at home and thinking you'd like to give us a little token of appreciation, you absolutely can. Just open up another tab and go to patreon.com slash get out of depth, and you can lend us a hand monetarily. We're trying to make our content here better while paying any artists that we have involved. Any money made from the Patreon, it goes back into the production of content like this show. So if you head over to patreon.com slash get out of depth, you can help us make all of this stuff better. And we don't have much to offer other than the product you're listening to now and our eternal gratitude, but who knows, as support for our content grows, so shall our capacity to reward those who've given us a hand. And you can be a part of that by going to patreon.com slash getoutofdepth and signing up for any tier that you feel comfortable with. Thank you all so much for listening this far holy shit and uh now that we've gotten all of this stuff out of the way let's get back to the rest of the episode You see Octatron start crunching its way down the street, the the pavement cracking under its feet. And 
He starts marching forward. You can see other robots running. You can see people like ducking into buildings. You can see in these large buildings near you, people's faces pressed up against the glass. Wide-eyed. Like, what the hell is going on? What do you guys want to do? I, I think Nezzy is just trying to creep closer to where Octatron is running because he knows that Barney's in that direction. Yeah, Tremolo scampers up to Nezzy. What's happened? What's he doing? I think he's going to save my boy. Do we see, so lots of people are running, I'm sure, screaming and not happy. Do we, I'm still looking for medical assistance. Do I see like somebody treating a person or anything like that? Is there a doctor in the house, in the streets, actually? Do but you, you know what I mean? Do you just yell for a doctor? <laughs> doctor! Yes. Do I need to make a charisma check? <laughs> Reach into your bag and roll a d6 and see if you can pull a doctor out of it. Just to pull yeah. a doctor out. Yeah. Okay. So what you're yelling for a doctor and you um, see somebody in an alleyway and they are like waving you over. Hurry over this way. This way. This way first. It's a good thing I happen to be here with this massive doctor bag. I'm off <laughs> duty. I was enjoying the parade. He's he he's been he's been stabbed and he's really, really, really hurt. It looks like he was stabbed several times. Yes. It was one time, but it was a fork. It Those was damned fork. robots, is it up? Is it because of them? No, actually. Um, <sighs> ne- a Nezzy. separate incident. Yes. Rough day. Very, Rough day. Very. Uh, Nezzy, I'm going to I'm gonna look for, for Barney, okay? But let the doctor take care of you, okay? Thank you, sir. Thank you so, so, so much. What's your name, pal? He says as he's, like, opening up his doctor's bag and, like, Opening up your shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, spreading open the Born to be Wild jacket to reveal this sun-ravaged skin. Ness is getting a bit delusional, so he just kind of looks over his shoulder and goes, Barney, Barney. Well, Barney, uh, you're <laughs> going to be just okay. And he's, he's like, stitching you up a little bit. <sighs> Tremolo, when you guys went over to the doctor, he ran straight towards the robot, towards Octatron. He's following Octatron through the crowd um, to get to yeah. Barney and Anita. People are like spreading out, getting giving him a wide berth. You're like you're like the one car that's following the ambulance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or or maybe in size cat. Cat following an ambulance, more like, it, like, like a cat. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. It's a very fast cat. Um, <laughs> Nezzy, as you're as this guy's kind of working on it, he was like, I was looking for my son. Uh, we hadn't seen each other in a long time. We thought we'd meet over this parade. We've been separated. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking for my son too. Well, if uh, if I see him, you know, maybe I'll. Maybe if we can get this stitched up, you're going to need more medical attention than I can give you here today, my friend. I'll be able to get you... I'll buy you some time. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to die? Oh, I mean, it's on the table. I'm just saying I'm buying you some time. You need to go to a hospital. I mean, it's kind of a miracle that I'm even here able to do this much. But the idea that I could just magically make you better so that you don't die is... It's beyond the scope of this story, really. Do what you can, Doc. Stitch me up. <sighs> I still got a long day ahead. And you hear a voice from across the street. D- Dad? 
Dad. Barney? And you have that, yeah, you have that Barney moment of like Barney, and you mm. see this like big guy in a suit that looks like it's too big for him. And he starts rushing over. He's a, he's, he's got this big baby face. And he goes, hey, hey, dad. Hey, Barnacle. How are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you safe? And the doctor's like, don't, don't listen to him. He's, he's um, been gravely wounded, son. And this large man who's like kind of blocking the shadow of the, or blocking the light of the sun now. You can you can't really see his face. He's like a silhouette. Is looking down at you, and he kind of comes down close as he squats. And you see the face of Babbitt. Yeah, that is. I got to see his dad. <laughs> you look familiar. You don't remember the faces of people you saved before. Yo, Lug, how are you? Sorry, you got that sequence jacket that's stained really bad with what looks to be like Merlot, and I I just didn't recognize you. Yeah, yeah. With my tattoos covered up, it's uh that's all people usually see, huh? <laughs> Around the corner of the alley, I'm like, um, he's still not here yet, Nessie, and oh Babbitts. Yeah, he goes, Oh, you're still alive. Babbitt. That's good. You didn't think I wouldn't be? How'd you, how'd you know to bring Barney over here? He looks up at Sally and then back at his dad, the doctor, and he says, he like just kind of makes a face at Sally. I don't know what to say. I think he's he's losing it. Uh, N- Nezzy, uh, it, it's okay. Barney, Barney's right over here. Um, um, he'll be here in a minute. You just lay still. And Nezzy kind of starts kind of like, kind of humming an old like, uh, sailor tune that he's got in his head like an old shanty tune yeah yeah, okay. yeah right. he's... tremolo you're falling behind and from the fog of madness and debris this horse emerges and you see anita indigo with six shooters and she is firing towards robots and dinging them and on the back of her horse is Barney. And you can just see her her teeth are bared like a dog's mouth, like a wild animal. And you can this may be the first time you've ever seen this side of her, this kind of rage and fury in her face. She's been so calm and cool in so many of the conversations that you've had with her in the last week. But now you see somebody unhinged. Somebody who looks like they had something that is now being ruined. He takes a second to really see that. Yeah. And then he he flags her down. Anita! Anita! It's Tremolo! Anita! She is currently occupied with what she doesn't realize is Octatron. And when she sees it, the horse kind of skids as she pulls the rein on the the small film of snow that is starting to build up. She puts one arm around Barney behind her back and pulls him tight. And she fires her six-shooter at Octatron. You see the bullet ping off of Octatron's visage 
as it gets a little closer to possibly puncturing that glass bowl that that prick is inside of. And her eyes kind of dart for a second and spot you waving your uh, your arms at her. Anita, stop. Octatron, please stop. This is Anita. This is our friend Anita and Nezzy's son Barney here on the horse. Please stop. Both of you, put your weapons down, please. Octatron turns to you and says, I have to get the boy. Yes, and this is a good way to do it. You could harm him. Please. Just give her a chance. I am rolling for both of these people to see which one, if maybe both of them, yield or hesitate due to your and Octatron does stop but Anita doesn't and she fires again this time the bullet goes wide as the horse kind of bucks up and Octatron turns towards her and you say Anita if you don't stop right now all of these robots will tear you limb from limb there's no way out of this the only way out is to stop and for all of us to communicate <laughs> stop Tremola, you gotta make a charisma roll it's 3D just her 3d6 and you're trying to be what's your charisma score 10 got an 8 All right. that's good right you gotta be under it right eight. Yeah. she hesitates for a moment looking around and for a moment she she sees the world as it is as you describe it right she had kind of tunnel vision thinking that like she could storm through this and now she's looking around and realizing that this battle may be lost. What do you want to do? Anita, I'll start with the good news. Mr. Dick is absolutely dead. We murdered him. So that's done. Uh, you know, good on all of us, including you. Bad news is it kind of started a train, a chain reaction with all this robot stuff. But um, you don't have to worry about Mr. Dick anymore. What you need to worry about right now is this is Octatron. And Octatron is best friends with Nezzy. And he's here to retrieve Barney. You have to hand Barney over. You have one today. But it's, uh, it's the whole chessboard has basically been tipped over at the same time. So why don't we just take a second and rethink things um, don't act too harshly. Her shoulders slump, and one leg comes over the saddle. She drops to the ground. She turns around to Barney, pulls him down, puts Barney between her and Octatron. And you can just see seething in disgust as she hops back up onto the horse. And she circles around for a moment, almost like she wants to do something, but she doesn't know what action she could take right now. Anita, you can come with us. You can you can come with us and you can be safe from all of this. Right now, if you choose to remain our friend. This isn't the world that I remembered. Perhaps we'll meet again, Tremola. And she rides off. Hey there, Barney. Looks hey. like you could use a hug. Hey! <laughs> Gives Barney a hug. A mangled hug. Yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, hey. with one arm. Hey, yeah, yeah. Don't mind that. Yeah, I'll flip it up there. There you go. <laughs> you flop this uh. dead arm on this kid's shoulder. 
And he looks over at Octatron. He goes, is that my dad's sea urchin? Yeah, that's Prick. Uh, he likes to go by Octatron now uh, because he's mostly robot. Octatron is Barney. And in the distance, you all hear explosions and gunfire and the sound of sirens. Uh, does this mean that we're able to uh, calm down the, the war part and, and start with the peace? It seems like most every human has stopped resisting because they're mostly dead. Um, but the ones that are still alive are not really uh, not resisting anymore. Take Barney to Nesbitt and tell him I'm sorry. And Octatron starts to march off into the smoke of battle. Sorry for what? <laughs> Barney looks at you and says, I told that lady I wanted to lead a life of crime, but I don't know. I'm kind of regretting it now. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's uh, it sucks, really. <laughs> it freaking sucks. You turn around and Barney is walking with you. Nezzy, the doctor, puts some, some golf on your your abdomen and he stands up Sally and he looks at you kind of pulls you aside while Babbitt is like watching over Nesbitt and he says uh, this man he needs to get to a doctor aren't you a doctor? he needs to get to a hospital specifically oh where, where's the nearest hospital? he looks up and around and he says I don't I don't know where we are anymore. Uh, actually, where are we? <laughs> yeah, and you look around, and you're in this alley, and you this this terrible feeling comes over you that you realize, like, you don't know Hackway Heights at all. I don't. I've been in prison the whole time, and then out in the deep country before that. And he says, well, I know the, the Hackway is, it's over that way, right? And the old, the pedway, that's, I don't remember. Do you know what part of town so that I could ask? Like, do you, do you know a couple of hospitals? Maybe I could ask someone. And Babbitt comes up and he sees that you guys are talking and he says, I can help. Yeah? Yeah. Babbitt, what, what, what can you do? I can help you carry this guy until we find, find a hospital. Thank you, Babbitt. I'm real worried about him. Okay. As they're having this conversation, Nesbitt, you hear... Dad? Huh? <laughs> is, that, is that Barnacle? <laughs> is that you? And you, you feel this small body brush up to your chest, and the the pressure doesn't feel good? But you don't really feel much of anything anymore. Everything's kind of dulled with pain. I try and grip him as as tight as I can, and just say, "Are you are you okay? Did did she do anything to you? Are are, are you okay?" No, I'm okay, Dad. What's wrong with my dad? And you hear this voice, Sally, call up. Oh, Barney. Um, he got real, real hurt, real bad. He's we need to get to get him to a hospital. Do you know hospitals around here? He looks around and he goes, I, I'm not sure what street we're on anymore. Me either. All right, let's just, um, which way did you say was, you thought the hackway was, doctor? Babbitt's father, the doctor, he, he looks at you and he says, it has to be north. That's where the parade ended, right? Okay, okay, well then let's, let's go that direction and, and 
I would think that we'd find more people or something, and and then we could ask. So Tremolo, he he did about half that distance with Barney, and then he sent mm-hmm. Barney on his way, and then he went around and he's looking for any vehicle, or uh, even better, if there's like one of those kinds of vehicles that have been down in the the tunnels that are driven by a, a robot or something. Cause I know like robots are going everywhere. So I didn't know if that was a possibility, but you see, you can find like an automobile mm-hmm. that uh, had like a float uh, trailer to it. <laughs> okay. He jumps, he jumps in that. <laughs> and it's got like flowers and uh, it is a float for cradle to cane woodworking shop. So you can see like baby cradle in the back um, with like a big, a big paper mache baby in it with a big rattle. So he, he checks to see if, uh, if everything is there that he can make it run keys and stuff. Yeah. Uh, And then he, because he's too small really to do much, he stops a robot that is, you know, like an automaton yeah. robot and says, Nesbit needs your help. I need you to drive this. And the automaton stops. It has like these antenna on it. And you see this like electrical current going between the antenna like it's communicating with something else. And it goes to the car and sits in the driver's seat and awaits. All right. I shut the door. And then run around it, get in the passenger side seat. Okay, you're going to want to take a, a, a U-turn here and go back this way, just down the alley here. And you hear, as you guys start moving, you uh, you can see in the rearview mirror the cradle in the on the float that's trailered to the back is like rocking now. And as it's rocking, there's like some kind of mechanism that, that creates a... As, as you all make your way <laughs> turn the corner down the street turn the corner the <laughs> I got a I got a quick question about this too though. Yeah, man. Um, with it seems like people are losing their memory I don't know if it's just because there's too much going on or if it's something else but um, is it affecting Tremolo as well or it's not necessarily people losing their memory it's just trauma trauma and it's also that's the city is that it's hard to remember where you're at unless you're on a path and if you're in it all day every day then you can kind of make your way to where you need to go where you need to be but for everybody that entire pattern has been disrupted And suddenly this city is just a network of buildings and streets and alleys that for right now, for everybody, including you, feels a little suffocating. Is Nezzy feeling a bit more lucid from after getting a bit bit of care or is he still like it's it's it comes and goes. You can play it how you want. You can you can kind of bleed back and forth into it. Literally (laughs) bleed. (laughs) Yes. Well, we drive we drive around the corner with a freaking baby crying on a yeah. float. Yeah, I'm sure float. we hear this and go like, "What the?" Yeah, yeah. You see this baby 
<laughs> float <laughs> pull up at the end of this alley. <laughs> Tremolo <laughs> pops up. Hey guys, squeeze I got the, a little, ride. the little horn by the rear by the <laughs> side mirror. Pink, pink, pink. Babbit, Babbit's dead. Um, let's let's get on. Let's get let's get our get a ride. <laughs> it's, Everybody it's hops either on the car or on the float. In the, I'll get on the float because just flop Nezzy up there. <laughs> Nezzy, you're like kind of laying propped up against this this crib, the sun shining overhead and little snowflakes tickling your your cheeks. Your son riding with you on this float, and in the distance you hear, Wah. Barney, <laughs> you haven't cried like that in some time. It's, it's not me, Dad. It's this dumb fucking cradle. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, well. Barney grew up ten years Bar- that day. Barney's had a day and a week and a month. <laughs> so, when mm-hmm. the one place that Tremolo thinks to go is Dynamic Industries, because they have like everything. Would he know if they... I mean, you know, he's looked at signs and stuff. You do have a punch card on you. You could ask the robot if you can read it. Well, my question is about if Dynamic Industries is a place that he could get... That Nezzy could get medical care. Yeah, they definitely have... Because there's a lot of accidents that happen there with the mechanics and engineering. Mm-hmm. Like They definitely have somebody on staff. They definitely have a med bay. For sure. And I would have seen that on the, the lists of like, oh, this way yeah. for that. And so, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that was like knee-jerk reaction where he would want it to go. And that's cool that, you know, he would know that information. I mean, you could also take him to Vexen Hall. <laughs> the mansion. I don't think anyone. I'm sorry, what was that? No? Don't you don't want to do that? Don't trust that doctor. That what I'm is pretty, it? He's I'm a pretty sure he would enjoy having... Nezzy die. Oh, such a shame. <laughs> such oh, a well. shame. I, you know, I can hide such his body nice in the basement. <laughs> I'm going to do the best that I can. We'll see what God wills. If Nezzy dies, I'm taking him to Vex and all. <laughs> if he doesn't make it. I think there's some Frankenstein stuff happening yeah. down there. <laughs> yeah. Tremolo pulls out the punch card. Uh, he doesn't have a punch card for Dynamic. Oh, you didn't have one that goes back, right? No, oh, no. that's right. No, you don't. I'm sorry. But yeah. you have one that goes to the church, which is really close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll help. Heads up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he looks at the punch cards, and I'll say what I was going to say. He looks at the punch cards and says, well, these are fucking useless. And he throws them out the window. <laughs> and as you throw them out, uh, Sally reaches out and grabs one and be like, Can you take us to the church of the new modernity? But how's the church have any... Oh, yes, right. Uh, yeah. And the robot, like, takes its fingers and it starts running its fingers through all the hole punches. Like, it's reading... Like, it's reading sexual? Braille. Oh. Hey, whoa. I was thinking Braille, too. <laughs> I don't know where you went. Whoa. <laughs> Not Nathan Tremolo went there. Oh, Tremolo. Better. Tremolo has <laughs> also done a lot of growing up over the last, over the uh, last 12 episodes. Hours, yeah. <laughs> so it scans it and it starts driving. It is, it is a, a race against time. 
Well, the whole time Tremolo just keeps talking about it. I mean, really, I mean, Braille is just like rubbing over top. You don't go through the holes. I mean, why are you poking it? I said it was like Braille. What the fuck? This guy's, this robot's driving uh, as quickly as he can. And you guys are going through these streets and you can just see like every rooftop has robots standing on top of them. And now it's like quiet. Yeah. And you're the only car that's driving through these streets. Are there people in the window? Like, there are people inside? Can we, yeah. Do we see signs of life? Every once in a while, you see some people looking outside the windows. What I was going to ask is, I I feel like if we're, you know, we're going by pretty fast. But if we ever see anybody, like, writhing in the street. Yeah. I think we stop and we throw them on the, we throw them on the parade floor. I agree. Yeah. Streets are mostly clear. You do see dead bodies. Uh-uh. Not a lot. Oh my god! I mean, you're you're going th- like you know oh one gosh. every you know. Oh my gosh! One every ten blocks or so, like you'll see one like oh. And uh, you start driving. Do we end up seeing anybody that needs help? No. Oh. Okay. At this point, because you're so far, like whatever has happened has already happened, like there's been enough time that if somebody was wounded, somebody got that person or that person, you're seeing the end of that person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You drive up to this gate, the gated area for the, uh, the travelator. Mm-hmm. And there is a service gate for cars. And, um, it's wide open. Like, it, yeah. like the, the <laughs> chain has been broken. And you start driving down that, and you're able to direct this robot. Like, we're not going to the Church of New Modernity. We're going down this path towards Dynamic Industries. It takes you about 15 minutes from here, driving around these winding roads, and you see Dynamic Industries looks completely silent. There are a lot of robots in there. Mr. Babbitt's dad, do you think that if you had the right tools that you could help Nessie? Yeah, okay. of course. Alright, well let's go in then, guys. Uh, Tremolo, you lead the way to the sick bay. Have we pulled in and we've parked? Yeah. Okay. And Tremolo, right. at this point, your HP is back to full as much as awesome. it is. But, yeah. One! Okay, so um, he takes them up the stairs and there's no oboe or anything, right? Yeah, the whole place is empty. Like, there's no, there's no robots. There are lines on the ground that lead to the. Yeah, you follow the red line to the medical area. So yeah, we do that. So he, he walks in like, yeah, guys, yeah, totally follow me. And then he gets up there <laughs> and he's like, mid, mid bay, mid bay, red line. Yeah, it's uh, it's this way here. <laughs> he's just staring down, down the at the ground. <laughs> line, red line, red line. <laughs> yeah, you're following this this uh, this weave yeah. of of red lines throughout this building. You make your way to a med bay, this medical facility, and you can see like it looks like it's been ransacked a little bit. You can see like some of the carts have been overturned, some of the the glass windows have been broken that house like medicine. Mm. Babbitt goes to the to like one of the beds and props it upright and you all get Nezzy up on top of it. And the doctor says, I just need a little bit of time. Okay. I'll give it to you. 
as he's mumbling some sea shanties, but his voice is just kind of getting weaker as he does it. The first thing he does is he goes to that medicine cabinet and finds something specific that he puts in a syringe and starts to come over to you. This is going to put you to sleep for a little bit. Okie dokie. Barney, why don't you come over here um, with the tremolo? We're going to give your dad some space, okay? He needs to rest. Okay. Let's see how this doctor does. <laughs> He's a foot doctor. <laughs> I'm a pediatrician. <laughs> pediatrician would work. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hours pass. While this is happening, what are you guys doing? Are you guys just hanging out? I go and check with, in Felina's office to see if Felina's there in her office. Felina's door's open, but there is no Felina. There never was. The way you said that, <laughs> there never was a Felina. It reminds <laughs> me of, there is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> you open the door and you see this placard and it says, in memory of Felina Robertson, who died 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he, he looks in there and he's legitimately looking for her at first, but then he's like, oh, everyone's gone and there's plenty of wine. <laughs> so he goes and gets in her <laughs> Oh, he doesn't go through the notes and do all of the research he wanted to do. He's like, wine. That would yeah. be more purple. Yep. No research needed it now. Yeah, we're done with that. You know, we're on a different story now. I thought he was going to try and figure out how to override the automatons or something. Um, I asked Babbitt what he's been up to. Uh, reconnected with my family. Yeah. Yeah. I took some time out to go back to where I grew up. And, uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up at the bank for Wayward Youth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My father invested me when I was a kid. Yeah. How, how was that experience? That's how I got my job. The alderman? Yeah. And did you like it? It almost got me killed. Yeah. Tremolo walks by and, hands both of them a bottle of wine each he's got a he's got a third (laughs) under his arm and he's just kind of walking by handing those to them and he keeps walking down the hallway in a different direction but he hands it to them he's like yeah he was he was a henchman sally good god but it was supposed to be (laughs) and he walks away see barney i mean you try to be a good citizen and they still just like mess up your life anyway yeah, I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of conflicting reports as to what it is I'm supposed to do with my life actually. So You know what? You can do whatever you want. I mean, we're trying to keep you safe and we'll keep trying, but if you don't want to be safe, I guess you don't really have to. Thanks. Could you stick around and let your dad know that you're safe at least? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay, good. You want a drink? You only get a little. No. No. Actually, could you just tell me, like, all the different things that you do in general so I can not do those things? <laughs> well. And thus begins the <laughs> thus begins the life story of Sally Hill. Sally Hill. Um, and that is how we time montage. through. All it all started with my pig named Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> it's that evening, and Nezzy, you are dreaming of the ocean. And you're on this boat the wind at your face, that salty smell of the sea. You can see the the sun on the horizon. There's no buildings. There's no honking of cars. There's no electric hackway buzzing in your ear. 
You got one hand on the wheel of this ship and another one resting on your son's shoulder. And you can see members of the crew are working. It's Sally. It's Tremolo. See Babbitt. This guy comes over with a map. Well, I believe that if we, you know, head down this course right here, that we'll make it over to that island uh, by the end of this evening. And he's just checking, making sure you're checking off on the uh, the coordinates. Oh, of course, Ralph. You always keep us going steady. He rushes off. Captain says we're heading this way. We got to go that way. And you can see different members of the crew looking back at you, smiling. See Ronnie's dad, whose name, you have no idea what it is. No. And then you wake up. It's dark. There's no lights on. But you can feel a hand in your hand. And it's the hand of Barney. He's asleep. I just kind of look over and kind of try and shake off whether or not this is even real right now. Then I, I squeeze his hand tightly. See if he'll wake up to it. He stirs and wakes up. And he says, are you okay, Dad? I just had the best dream I've ever had. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Hey, Dad? Yeah. You fought really hard to get me back. Yeah. I, uh... I'm sorry I haven't always been there, but... I hope at least that can show you just how much you mean to me and uh, how much I I need you to be safe. Did you always feel that way? Even when you were gone? I think I always felt that uh, you'd be a better man without me around. Somehow tricking myself to thinking I was doing right by you by not being there to corrupt you. But I was just being a coward, Barney. That's what I thought. I used to go to sleep every night calling you a coward. You weren't wrong. I have always been searching for for something to tell me the direction I need to be heading. Instead of just heading the ship myself. And I, I need to stop trusting in tarot cards and magic balls and just do what I know is right. And uh, I think it might have taken a almost dying for me to realize that the doctor says that we'll know if you're going to be okay in a couple days but he thinks that the infection's not going to set in that's great that's great do you think you could teach me how to sail yeah yeah there's not too many things I know how to do well but that's one of them Outside the room, Sally and Tremolo, you all can hear this conversation. It's a little muffled. How much you want to actually hear it is up to you. Tremolo messes up a note, and then that's when you realize that he'd been playing his violin the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was with his. A bottle of, with a bottle of wine between his legs. <laughs> He's just been playing out in the hall, <laughs> and it underscored that whole thing. That wasn't me scoring it, that was Tremolo scoring it the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, Sally, what are you doing? Um, if it's dark, I'm pr- I've probably kind of drifted off. Um, but I do hear 
them start to speak and I'm hoping that it's okay. I'm hoping that that's a good sign that he woke up. I, I'm scared out of my wits. This is, this is a whole new world. Yeah. But you know, Sally didn't really like the old one. It's kind of what she's thinking. She's always about getting rid of the old, sabotaging it, if you will. So she's just kind of trying to think through what this means. In one room, we see Sally sitting on the ground in the hallway, an entire bag of a life of crime splayed out between her legs as she's sorting through bits of mechanical equipment that may become in use in this increasingly strange new world. Tremolo sits at a table with the doctor and Babbitt candlelight and some apple pie that was procured from the automat at the cafeteria. Playing his violin, his fingers squishing on the strings soaked in rosé. And in another room, a father and son make plans for a future that neither of them are quite certain will be there for them tomorrow. These are the people that we leave behind in Hackway Heights as we drift off into the sky, into the stars, and stare down at the world below, being thankful that we got to watch this incredible story. The end.